Live from the old National Bank State Street Studio. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko on WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Hope you're having a great day and I uh, hope you've dodged the snow, depending on where you are. I mean, there is nothing on the ground here in the city. But by me, and you know, I'm not even 20 miles away, but I'm a little bit south. Uh, we had like, I don't know, four and in- three inches maybe Yeah, we had morning? snow. We had snow on the grass. Yeah. It was even sticking to the concrete. Oh, we had not, it. But yeah, but we it was sticking everywhere. to the, right, but it was sticking to the concrete, but it was starting to melt already once the sun got up. Was it? Yeah. It was melting off the concrete because I don't believe the concrete's cold enough. Man, we I feel like yeah. we got uh, plenty of snow everywhere. Streets, concrete. Like I said, probably about four inches by me. I'm not too far from Midway. I think they said Midway was expecting anywhere from like four to five inches. So stop down here now. And if you're north, you got uh, very, very little. So that's good. Chugging along, Yurko. It's Jan 25. We're getting there. Next week's going to be cold. Holy it's going to be God. chilly. Brace it's the yourself. winter. I know it. Brace what you think was going to happen? We're going to be above this for the whole time? I knew it was Even coming. Even Tracy told you it was coming. I knew it was coming. You get a mild January, and you're going to pay for it in February and March. Yeah, that's... Then April's going to be wintry. You're going to be taking your kids out there to play baseball, and you're going to wonder, how? How do I get my kids Brutal. out there playing baseball in April? It's the, it's the one thing I, like, it's the hardest thing about Either when you grew up doing it, although I feel like our springs were better. I just think we get... I remember misery in the spring. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I feel like our weather's nicer and nicer, like late into the year now, into November even. But uh, it is the one thing, having a a son uh, or daughter that's uh, on the baseball, softball schedule, April and May, man. I mean, last year, it was brutal. I mean, we had... I remember one night, late April, you know, the, the temperature was below 30 like, you shouldn't have to be at the end yeah. of April outside playing baseball when it was, like, 29 yeah. degrees. I mean, it was brutal. I, I went just, on my golf oh. trip last uh, last May. May. We got down to play that first uh, first course down West Lafayette, uh, Coyote Crossing down there. It was miserable. It's 50-some-odd <sighs> degrees. Terrible. It was rainy. It was miserable. Terrible. Next day, beautiful. Yurk's on to something, Carmen. It, the spring has always kind of been bad. Because, like, yeah. think about the early 2000s. I was in high school running track and field, and we had snow on the infield for track events. Wow. And you know what happens at a track event when there's snow? Every sprinter, all of a sudden, ah, I'm a little tight. Yeah. I don't think I should run today. You know who has to fill those races? You guys? The distance, the distance, the distance runners. runners? Yeah. The real runners, Carm. <laughs> the distance Not runners. the soft sprinters. The sprinters. I mean, come on. Who uh, pull out of every race uh, when it's below 60. Yeah. Phrasing. We, yeah. used to, uh, we used to have the heavy guys relay. Yeah. All See, the shot putters and been distant throwers. Yeah. Yeah, we'd have to go in there. Finish last every time. Yeah, but you're but having man, fun. You should see our exchanges. Clinical. Smooth? Clinical. Smooth. Well, that was Didn't drop the baton? Just no, no speed. No speed. And what's, what's the key, Yurk, in a, a relay? Key what's in a relay? the key to a relay? Good the key relay to good race. relay? Always put your next guy in a better position from mm, what you got right. it in. That's mm. right. Yeah. Pass the baton. Yeah. Move it forward. That's it. Set him up to a better situation. Right. That's good advice oh, there. Yeah. yeah. That's why those you guys practice those exchanges. Those are important. Yeah. Nonstop. Yeah. And you got to do it in the exchange zone. Yeah. yeah. Which is important. Important. If you uh, you go out of the zone, it's yes. over. The race it's is over. over. Do you guys hear what we were talking about the other day, doing uh, having a station run a beer mile? 
No, I would do, do beer that. miles. I would do that. Well, yeah, you'd be fine at it. You'd <laughs> be fine. And I, Chris, Chris and I are on the same Connor, team. Danny, the old Danny Eric, would be fine. The old knee. Danny. Yeah, but guys like me, Yurko. I could bike a mile. Waddle, who's got no knees left Boy, either. Yeah, knees would be. Your poor Yurko cap. Waddle would be. Cap. Cap, I don't Come know. Come on. Yurko or Cap, who wins? In a mile I, I race? Would, I wouldn't bet on me. Yeah, I think Yurko's. I don't think Yurko's body will allow it. I really I, don't. I wouldn't bet on me. But after you chug a beer, my, my knees would be crying. I, I don't think Yurko's body will allow it. How about if I chug a beer, I get to take 100 yards off the mile? For each beer I chug, I get to take 100 yards off See, the mile. I think, we should work, sure. I think we should work as show tandems. I chug a beer, Chris has to run. Yeah. Yurko chugs a beer, Carmen, Carmen has, has to run. run. Yes. And then, yeah, that point, Carmen and I are just running, and that's not fun. Uh, yeah. I'd still yeah, do well, it's it. It's fun either. for us. <laughs> I'm having a good time. The beer, the beer run sounds like it might be a good idea. <laughs> Weather does not sound like it's going to be an issue in either championship game. It does look like it's going to be cold Sunday night in KC. Uh, and that's remember that's the second game, York. So Sun's going to be down as that game gets going. Um, so it looks like it's going to be chilly. Philly, the weather in Philly Sunday looks good. I mean, I think unseasonably glorious. So weather should not be a factor as we talked about the weather here right now. It doesn't look like weather's going to be a factor for either of the football games. And I don't think you've seen too much movement in the total one way or another uh, in either of those games because of that. Real quick, I'm gonna, and we'll get back out to the phone. Sit tight. I'm going to rip off um, some names here. You tell me who wins, okay? Uh, the finalists for the NFL awards have I'm ready. been... Rip them uh, off. All right. NFL MVP. Here are your finalists. Your Patrick coach. Mahomes. Josh Allen, Burrow, Hurts, Jefferson, Mahomes. 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 I'm with you. Offensive player of the year. Hurts, Jefferson, or Mahomes? I think that one's a little bit more complicated because I don't know if they uh, they always give the same one that wins the MVP. I think they, they, they differ. They usually differ. I'm going to go with Hurts. I'm going to go Jefferson. I think you could flip a coin and either is very deserving. Right. So good. Defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa, Chris Jones, or Micah Parsons. All excellent choices. I'm going to go Nick Bosa. I am too. Nick Bosa. Comeback player, Saquon, Christian McCaffrey, Geno Smith. You talk about a great category this year. All three were awesome. All three very deserving. Yeah. One had to leave his team to be successful, though. Yeah. So I disqualify him. Okay. Um, this is probably East Coast bias, Saquon Barkley. I think it's Saquon. But it's East Coast bias. That's the only reason he wins it. Pretty great story. This one, to me, tough. Coach of the year, Dayball, Peterson, Shanahan. Dayball, Peterson, or Sh- uh, Shanahan? I think Dayball. I think either one of the two that did it with uh, the, the bad teams. Um, for me, Shanahan. They had talent. What's what are we giving him? He's also on his third quarterback, dude. Right. Well, I get it. They've won twelve in a row with like a Mister Irrelevant. But one quarterback was a self-inflicted wound. What do you mean? Them alienating Jimmy Garoppolo over the course of time. Well, Jimmy got hurt. That was that that was. uh, Oh, I see what you're saying. Self-inflicted. So you're saying they wanted to get rid of him anyway, so they'd be on their second quarterback. That's what I'm telling you. Okay, they would be on their second quarterback. He doesn't get a prize for that. okay? Okay, no prize for him. I'll go with uh, another with Dayball, East Coast bias. I think it's Dayball, but, man, that's a tough one. Offensive rookie of the year, Purdy, Walker, Wilson. I think it's Garrett Wilson. Purdy, Walker, Wilson. Purdy, Walker, Wilson. Purdy, Walker, Wilson. I think it's Wilson. Uh, what do you think? Wilson's with Pittsburgh, right? No, Garrett Wilson's with the Jets. With Jets. Yeah. All right. I mean, he had like 1,100 yards with hey. Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco throwing him the football. I mean. All right, I'll go with him. You go Wilson? Yeah. yeah. I, did I sell you? I think yeah, I sold you. Sold I think it's Wilson. 
Uh, defensive rookie of the year, I think it's easy. I think it's Sauce Gardner, uh, Aiden, uh, Adrian, um, Aiden Hutchinson, excuse me, and uh, Tariq Wollin, the kid in Seattle, really. And he was a late-round pick. Like, he Nobody played knows, well. though. Yeah, because it's Seattle. It's harder. Nobody Sauce knows. Gardner's going to win that, right? Yeah. Sauce Gardner. But the Jets are going to have the offensive rookie of the year and the offense, uh, the offensive rookie of the year and the defensive rookie of the year. Uh, the, the Jets have a pretty good team. Yep. They need to get the quarterback right. Yeah, they don't have it right. And that would be a team that might want Aaron Rodgers. I think without a doubt. Without a doubt. And assistant coach of the year, Ben Johnson, the OC in Detroit, D'Amico Ryans, the DC in uh, San Francisco, Frisco. or Shane Steichen, the Eagles offensive coordinator. I'm gonna go D'Amico Ryan. I am too. I think it's he's gonna get a head coaching job. Demicho. I think Ben Johnson's a pretty good candidate. You think about the way that Lions offense played at times this year, especially at home. They're all good candidates, yep. but I think D'Amico Ryan's is the guy. I will go with Demicho. So there you go. There's our ideas on uh, who should win those awards as the finalists have now been announced. Who's gonna win the Walter Payton Man of the Year award? Uh, I don't know. I don't even know. I can't think of off That's the top of my head. The who's one nominated. You should have asked me, Carm. That's the one I want to know. You know, had Hertz not gotten hurt. Jalen might have won the MVP this year, Yerk. Mm-hmm. But as it stands, Patrick Mahomes is winning it. Um, you just look at the Vegas odds. Right. Patrick Mahomes is going to be the first quarterback ever under the age of 30 with multiple MVP awards and a Super Bowl MVP. Going to be the first guy ever to do it. Under the age of 30. Under the age of 30, yes. Pretty freaking yeah. incredible. Favre wasn't their MVP. It was Desmond Howard. Uh, that's correct, that Yurko. Good call. Yeah. Um, because Favre did win three MVPs in his 30s. Yeah. You're right about that. Well, before his 30s. 95, uh, excuse me. Excuse me. In his 20s. Yeah. That's what yes. I meant. Bef- yes. In his 20s, Favre won three. Right. Um, I would uh, Peyton. I would have thought Peyton Manning was on that list, but evidently no. Uh, you know, Rogers won. Oh, uh, six is his first Super Bowl. Yeah, that's true. So he might have already been 30 then, he right, He been 30 at that time. Yeah, you're right, Yurk. You're absolutely right, because yeah. he is another player that had multiple MVP awards yeah. in his 20s, but you nailed it. By the time they got to 06 and they beat the Bears, he was already 30. Um, Aaron Rodgers is, I don't think uh, I don't think he got his second MVP award until he was after uh, the age of 30, because remember, he didn't start for those first couple years. Right. So yeah, Rodgers' second MVP award came when he was 31. He's, of course, won four of them. So yeah, Mahomes... It's the only guy in the history of the sport that's going to uh, be able to claim that. Pretty good. Mike's in Lincoln Square. What's up, Mike? Hey, guys. Great show. Thanks. I, I for, the, for the draft, I think they got to concentrate on two drafts, this year and next year's draft. Mm-hmm. And I think if they get enough draft capital together, what they really want is either the first or second pick in next year's draft because the guy you want to target is Marvin Harrison Jr. Quarterbacks mm-hmm. you never know about. But Marvin Harrison Jr., absent of injury, is going to be a perennial Near, you know, near all pro, almost all pro every year for 10 years. Well, I love what you, th- you know, the way you're thinking about these next two drafts, Mike. I think you are 100% right. Like, the goal should be to walk away this April with not only a draft you feel good about and some impact players, right, Eric, but also yeah. a bunch of stuff next year that maybe you were able to add because you've got that first pick and maybe you were just clever and creative in the way you attacked the draft. That'd be nice if, like, they could have a war chest of stuff, man, for this year and next. It'd be awfully nice because uh, it really is the way you flip things. Free agency, it's tough. It just is. You're talking about older players, and you know, you most of the time you're overpaying. 
and injury sometimes sets in, and sometimes guys just see a dip in production because they're not playing for that kind of, whatever the reason. I mean, we know how much harder it is in free agency. The teams that flip it quick are the teams that start drafting well. The Lions, and look at their last couple of drafts, the Jaguars. And now they added in free agency, yeah, too, to make them better. Too. But also take a look at the last handful of drafts. Believe it or not, like they started adding some guys that have fired for them a little bit. You know, they might lose one of them in uh, their right tackle, who's gonna, who is a free agent now. Maybe they franchise him. I don't know. But um, the be- normally the best way to do it, start drafting well. We just told you the Jets. Have the Jets gotten better quarterback play this year? The Jets are probably a playoff team, York. And they're probably walking out of this season with the offensive and defensive rookies of the year. Pretty damn good, man. So if you're drafting well, that's what you got to do. And it'd be nice if they had just this huge war chest of stuff. For next year, we're about six weeks away from finding out what they're going to address in free agency. Yeah, six weeks away. It'll go by like that. Two two offensive linemen stay. You Left tackle only two and, and the right guard. Hmm. I I think those are the two that you can count on as starters. As starters, I I think you might be right. I about think you that. need three offensive linemen and as I, starters. And I think Borum's a swing guy, right? You're I think Laron Borum is the goodbye. We've seen enough of you, guy. Really? I think over the course of time, he's proven he can't play. Now he's only going into his third year. But I mean, he, he's proven over the course of time that he can't play. Really? Okay. Yes. I'll trust you on this. Thank you very which... much for the effort. Hmm. Um, have goodbye a, to you. Have a good life. Yes. Yeah, he's only going into his third year. Whitehair, good luck, Mr. Whitehair. Have a good career somewhere else. <laughs> Veteran defensive player could go help a team that's already established and needs one lineman. Yeah. Sam Mustafer. Yeah. Lacanoch. Means good night. Good night to you. Good night. Good thank night you very you. much, but no thank you very much. And the rest of them all. I guess Lucas Patrick is coming back. Well, only, he's going to come back, yeah. The only thing he could do is go backwards fast. Well, that sucked. He was hurt all year. Yeah. Two injuries. Don't forget to watch us on Twitch today and every day and join the chat. Twitch.tv. Download the Twitch app. Just search ESPN 1000 Chicago. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Follow the show on Twitter at Carmen DeFalco and at Yurko64. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Live in our old National Bank State Street Studios, Carmen and Yurko till 2. Then we're going to cross talk with Waddle and Sylvie, Black and Abdallah tonight, 6 to 8. Don't forget to hang with us Friday. As we are out and about for the first time in 2023, we'll be at 93 Octane Brewery in St. Charles. Attached to the Pride Store, you can buy our Whistle Pig 10-year single barrel that we picked back in the summer. Late summer, early fall. It's going to be on sale for the first time, so come by and see us. Talk lots of football. It's going to be a fun way to kick off the weekend. See you Friday. they got drink specials. They're going to raffle off a bottle of Whistle Pig Boss Hog. It's going to be fun. You know what was not fun? What's that? Bulls Pacers last night. Ooh. Uh, the Pacers had lost seven in a row. They're playing without their best player. Uh, the Bulls had a modest three-game winning streak. And they had a, tw- I want to say, 21-point lead at one point. They did have a 21-point lead, yes. And then the second half happened in the final couple of minutes. Just off. Ten of the shot clock. Levine. McConnell knocked it away. Jack's got to stop trying to boo it. McConnell. He's killed McConnell, him right yeah, he's... There's a screen by Caruso. He gets the switch with Heald. Drives it, and Heald stripped him. That's a break for the Bulls as they'll keep the possession. Heald is actually asking for a review. If I'm Rick Carlisle, I would consider the review here. 
Levine may have been last to touch, and I think Rick Carlisle would consider challenging. Oh, Matherin's going to pop the three! That's a big shot. His first three-pointer of the night! Here's McConnell. He drives it, dumps it off, and it's reversed in by Matherin! That puts the Pacers back on top with 29 seconds to go. Now they will have Heald guarding the inbound, rather. They'll keep McConnell on Levine defensively. Oh, tipped by Heald. McConnell to Heald. Up ahead, and he runs it back. And the Bulls have to foul to send the Pacers to the line with 22 seconds left. Buddy Heald got the fingertip on the inbound to deflect it. Disastrous. Who gets an inbounds pass tipped? Um, our guy did. The head Caruso guy. did. Caruso, yeah. Who gets an inbounds pass tipped by Buddy Heald? Alex Caruso does. Buddy Heald was guarding the inbound. He made it happen, Carm. T.J. McConnell, I mean, T.J.'s a good defender, but I mean, geez, no points for Zach in the fourth. Stacy's got to say, I think uh, Zach should stop going to T.J. McConnell. That's not good. When your max player, when the broadcaster says, uh, the, to your max player, stop going to T.J. McConnell? What? You're just disheartened at this team. <laughs> That's your problem. You're just disheartened. I, I, I texted the this guys team, last night. Like, this team fooled you a little bit no, last I, year. I, I well, in the first half of the season. At the, I oh, said maybe. last year. Maybe. Last year, this team fooled you. And you're asking yourself, how do we get back to that? Where'd I pick and I, I'd offer up that at least they're beating competitive teams. But they they're, getting, they're getting beat by bad teams some nights. The flip of last year. Right. So uh, is this team actually better and could... Could they cause some concerns if they did make it to the playoffs because they could play well against good teams? I don't know. Uh, did you hear what the coach said yesterday, Billy Donovan? What did he say? He said, you, just, you, you can't just kind of can't half-ass it? think you could turn it on a little bit and then, and then just kind of float. He goes, no, it's got to stay on. It's got to stay on. He's right. you got to bring it. Yurko, he's been saying that for months. For, for months. I know. They, that's so been the same story from him he's for frustrated. at least two-plus months. we got to work harder. It's like his mantra all year, right? It's Scott Skiles. Well, I mean, how many times does he have to say it that well, he's yeah. clearly signaling that those in the locker room just don't don't have the fight? They right. just don't have it. In it. And there are people who want to blame Donovan, but at a certain level, you have to be a professional and you have to want to win games. And when your max player is a guy who's just floating out there. Zero points in the fourth quarter. Carmen worked with Norm Van Leer. I did. And you know what Storm and Norm would give you every, every single show. 48 minutes. 48 minutes. You got to play. You got to play hard. That's what he wanted. Play hard. Storm and Norman said that the easiest thing to bring to the table is your attitude. And your effort. Your willingness and your want and your effort. That's the easiest thing you can do. Mm-hmm. After that, the shot's not always falling. You know? Then you got to do something else. But the easiest thing for an individual player to do is to bring his effort every day. Zach's That's fourth it. quarter was pretty disappointing yesterday. Yeah. And Zach's had some good games recently, but... That was pretty disappointing. That was that's a that was a bad look. That this team is still below five hundred. I mean, and guys have a tendency to feel sorry for themselves. And when they start to feel sorry for themselves, they go into their little 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 area, their little cocoon of safe space, where they can feel sorry for themselves in their own little cocoon. The anger directed towards the previous regime was built up over a lot of years. I understand that. 
the anger that was directed towards Pax and Gar was really um, like born out of the Bulls just seemingly stuck in mud for too long, right? Right. But they're still stuck in mud. Are they any better off with AK and Mark Eversley than they were four years ago? Honestly. Are they any better off, like, well, at Pat, all? Pat Williams hasn't worked out. Can we say that safely? Yeah, I mean, he's just, at this point, he's still just a guy. I mean, people are, you know, like... Uh, he hasn't taken off. Not at all. I mean, not one bit. Uh, Who's his teammate that's taken off from Florida State? Scotty Barnes. Scotty's had a little bit of regression this year, but... Um, like, guys, seriously, are they any? are they in any better position than they were th- four years ago? I, I don't. I don't see how they are one single bit. Well, I mean, either you're winning it or you're not. Either you're a top three team in the Eastern Conference or you're not. So this team, for a little bit, showed you that they might be, but they're not. And so they're not again this year. No, they're not. But it's much better than winning twenty four games a year, Carm. I don't care what you say. No, it probably is. I I was here for those those years. Because when you're picking seventh every year, yeah, like that's that's tough. I think you're right. Like they're right. They're in the same spot. It's just flip Gar packs for Eversley and AK. However, what's different if they decide and like the longer they wait on this, the worse it's because every time they win a game, it screws them over. I think because if you like, the only way to, to fix this is to just blow it up and hope you can get a number one pick. And get Wimbanyama or something like that. How because, are you going to do that? Well, you train everybody and you suck. That's how you do it. But you should have done this a month ago when they were losing and had a losing streak. And you knew. And then, oh, they beat some They beat some good teams. Oh, they, they beat the Celtics. Oh, they beat the Bucks. Okay, cool. It's not getting you anywhere. The difference is we knew what Gar and Pax were going to do. And it was nothing. They were going to sit there and do nothing. Like, you hope that AK and Mark Eversley see this and go, no, you know what? This ain't this ain't it. We got to take another big swing. So what does that get, mean? They trade Vooch? You trade everybody. Get rid of everybody. Look, they're not that that shit. In terms of like getting the number one pick, Adam. Detroit's got twelve wins. Charlotte's got thirteen. Uh, San Antonio's got fourteen. Houston's got eleven. They got no chance of being in the conversation for the number. one I, pick. I would say this though. Watching the game last night when the Bulls were playing well, how much of that had to do with Zach? And I guess the the thought that I had watching the game is if you removed him and you traded Zach Levine, how much really changes with the current team that's playing right now? I don't know if you really lose a whole heck of a lot more or win anymore without him in the fold unless you're getting back. You think you're the same? Picks. You think you're the same? Yeah, well, like, I'm saying like if we were doing the exercise and we're saying who could be sacrificed to right. get something back, right. it would have to be Zach, right? Well, yeah, because Vooch is a the most value. Yeah, Zach's got the most value. He, he's the guy who could perhaps maybe get you a late first rounder, right? Yeah. Or mid first rounder. If yeah. that's the case... Why not do it? Because I don't think him in the fold is really changing your outcome to begin with, right? Like watching the game last night when they were playing well, it's not like they were playing well because of things he was doing. It was because of the effort of the bench players. Mm. Uh, It was because of the effort of Vooch and DeRozan. I I just think like that to me sounds a bit shocking. You just gave him a max deal, but I would say... He has the most potential to get you back something worthwhile in a trade. I think he does, too. Uh, DeMar's older. Uh, Vooch is coming out of a contract, right? I mean, you're renting. You're The one player that will bring you back the biggest haul would be Zach Levine. 
Now, is there a playoff team or a fringy playoff team that wants to absorb that contract and take on Zach? And maybe you get that team's pick and maybe somehow it is fringy, but it's not, you know, top position of the lottery. But he's at his lowest possible value right now. Because yeah, he scored, but, uh, but he's it, not scoring. But he's, he's also the most expensive he's ever going to be. So what are you really getting for him? Like, what are teams well, going to be Chris like? Chris is right. Somebody would have to be willing to give you their first round pick. Do you find one team yeah. out there that would like a fringy playoff team that's not going to be picking high in the lottery? They're not giving you a top ten pick that would be willing to say, if we sacrifice the eighteenth pick for Zach, we'll do it. Like yeah. Dallas, yeah. Dallas would be a team who's go. been rumored for Zach before. There you like go. that, that's a team that do they have enough to win the West? Probably not. Probably not. But they've got Luca, and that always helps. Right. And a team like that that's not giving up a top 10 pick or even a lottery pick might be the kind of team that says, okay, we'll do that. We'll sacrifice a first-round pick. And it, Now, what's a 20th pick worth? You know, we can debate that until we're blue in the face here. You know, what's that worth in the NBA? But at least it would be something. I just, I, I don't know. Like, to me, they are in the same spot as they've kind of always been here ever since Derek got hurt. They just are sort of meandering. Do you guys agree with that? They're that's really all they are. Nothing has really changed with the new front office. They haven't found themselves a superstar player. They haven't put themselves in conversation. Yeah, for okay. So you had a you had three months last year, but you haven't been. You haven't really looked like any sort of conference contending team for more than three months. Out of the last how many years? Nothing's changed. Right. You showed a flash. Yeah, that's all. You showed showed a little flash. And the flash was that the teams you were better than you beat, the teams you weren't as good as you lost to. That was your flash. Yeah. I mean, like, honestly, what has changed in the last, like, seven seasons? New regime and everything and some new players. Nothing. DeMar's lo- lovable. I mean, sure he is. It's great. I mean, you, you respect the hell out of DeMar DeRozan. So uh, I, I, there's a lot of things I like about Zach. Uh, you know, but I mean, well, who's not, better? Who's better off, Dallas or Chicago? Well, Dallas is Luca, of course. Dallas, not even close. They got Luca. What else do they have? Their record's about the same, but they got Luca. Well, that's my point. They got Luca. Okay, so what? Well, at the end of the year, what happens? You're, they go home. They'll go home like the Bulls. So. Okay, yeah, I wish they had Luca. you'd rather have Luca because you could say I've got a stud player, but you're still yeah. garbage. Yeah, but at least you've got a path if you do it smartly, right? Like you've got a path with Luca. You just have to have the right front office in place to properly execute your organization's plan. But with Luca, they can't do what Adam Abdallah wants you to do, and that's lose. No, because the only way you get better is by having top draft choices, right? So Dallas is stuck in the same crap. Yeah, they're kind of. That Chicago is, and they've got Luka. Dallas is basically a 500 team. Yes, and they've got Luka. That's all they have. They did get to the conference finals last year. They did. Yeah. Well, with Luka, you feel great, because even with the 25-25 and 25 record. You feel great because, again, he's young, and as long as you can, there's a path. I don't know what the path is for the Bulls. I really don't. I don't know what it is, you guys. Well, it's I, not Vooch. Of course not. It's not the aging Demar Derozan. No, it's not Zach, and it's not for the uh, the weak the weak need uh, Zach Levine. Alonzo can't get on the floor. It's not Zach. It's not Vooch. It's not Derozan at thirty three. So of you got to blow it up and start all over again. Ah, but I mean, it's just like uh, my point is like I, 
what people would be saying about the Bulls in this front office now if the old regime were in place. Oh, my yeah. God. But I get it. There's still some honeymoon, honeymoon like yeah. baked in. But yeah. are the Bulls any better? Are they like, honestly, can anyone say they're in any sort of improved situation? I don't know where the hope is. And right. The hope is that we come back from commercial break. Right, we got to take a time, break. All right. I, I, you're right. I'm sorry. Let's take a break. We'll take some. We got some Bulls calls rolling, and we could take a few coming up. Cross talking about thirty. Um, your thoughts on what we've been discussing? Uh, they they seem to be in the exact identical place. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We'll be right back. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Andy Reid said Patrick Mahomes is a go for practice here. Did the walkthrough. He's going to practice today. We'll see. I expect him to play then. I expect him to play. Yeah, there's no gray area. What's it going to look like? He's out there. He's going to play. I, mean, I don't know, Yerk. If you're practicing, you're playing. I don't know, man. Uh, we'll get into a little bit more late in the week, especially Friday. I mean, we're going to do like the full-on deep dive into both matchups. But boy, I started doing work on Eagles 49ers last night. And, man, these teams are impressive, Yerk. I don't, I, there is no doubt that these are the two best teams in the NFC, right? And I think they have been since October. I think it's pretty clear. Yeah, I, I Eagles think they're pretty and 49ers good. Are two I, I, best teams I thought the, the Cowboys were one of those teams, depending on how it worked out and who they end up playing, um, that might be able to get in there. Nineteen twelve, Frisco's not really blowing you out of the water in that victory they had. No, no, that's true. So yeah, I thought there were three teams that were going to get you know two spots coming from three on both sides, and um, two of those three teams on each side, the AFC and the NFC, have made it in. Look, we told you Brock Purdy was stepping up in class with the defense he was about to face, and it showed. I mean, he struggled probably more than he has in any game this season. You know what he's continued to do, though, that's benefited them? He hasn't turned the ball over, York. Do you know since he came well, in as a starter, key. he that's doesn't key. have a single interception? But he wasn't great. His EPA per play was by far his worst, the lowest. Yeah. I shouldn't say by far, but by a considerable margin, it was the worst of any game he's had. We told you he was stepping up in class, yeah. and I think it showed. And now he's got to face another rough-and-tumble defense that rushes the passer better than anybody right. in Philly this weekend. They're so. going to get after him. Yeah. I, I I don't expect things to go well for San Francisco this week. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. Uh, unless there's spectacular individual performance. What I mean by that is uh, McCaffrey breaking a tackle or two. Mm-hmm. Making you know a, a run that it looks like he's trapped, and all of a sudden, second effort, he breaks free and he busts himself a touchdown. Uh, Debo Samuel, same mm-hmm. way. Kittle with some the, ridiculous right, catch. In the midst of coverage, <laughs> yeah. and then all of a sudden, you come down and you find a way to score seven. Right. You know, that's the kind of stuff. Um, and I think Philadelphia faces a formidable defense. Also. They absolutely do. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I mean, like a few of the numbers here. We'll get to your Bulls calls. I know people want to talk Bulls, but I just, it's, you, know, you, you look at some of this NFL stuff and you get excited for the weekend, and I think these teams are great. Um, since week eight, Niners are number one in overall DVOA, really by a long shot. Eagles are number three in that same span, York. Niners offense is number one in the NFL and EPA per player over that span. Eagles number four. Niners defense number one in defensive EPA per player over that span. Eagles number five. Um, I mean, they're just like up and down. Lots of different metrics and statistics. You're going to find that these are a couple of the best teams, not just in the NFC, but in the entire NFL. And uh, nobody rushed the passer as ferociously as the Eagles this year. They're up to 70 sacks, Yerk. 70. 70. 
The Eagles have 70 sacks. The Bears had 20. Right. They've their, got 70 sacks. In their last six games, they had something that was outrageous, like right? 28 or something. Yeah, what, right? It, it was wasn't beyond it? the point of being ridiculous. It's crazy. Yeah. They've got the highest adjusted sack rate in the NFL this year, 11.2%. No other team is even at 10% uh, on the season. I think there's barely even a team at 9%. On the year, and they're at eleven point two percent. So you're not kidding. They're going to be coming after him again for sure. Both these defenses can really play, and both both offenses uh, have operated beautifully and at very high efficiency. Uh, even though the Niners' offense was not humming nearly as much against a very good Dallas defense last week, Reggie's in Bolingbrook. What's going on, Reggie? Hey, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I just wanted to talk about uh, Zach Levine a little bit. I don't think Levine is the problem. I think what you need to do is uh, you need to go out there and sign uh, Jay Crowder, who's sitting well, at been home. Out there, yeah, he's sitting at home. Yeah, so. and I think that, I think that you know he would he would uh, really give you a, a a top type pro player that could you know sit Williams down and let him learn a little bit, you know. And I think that you know if you had those three at the top, you know that. Uh, they would be a lot better, and they'd be a lot more competitive in the East. Mm. I'm going to hang up and listen to what you got to say. All right, Reggie. I mean, I don't know. And Reggie said he doesn't think Zach's the problem. It might not be the problem. I don't know that he's the answer either, though. And I don't think Jay Crowder is. First of all, Jay Crowder is not signing here. What would be the point? I mean, Jay Crowder is probably, I would imagine, looking for a playoff team to pick. Uh, I don't know why he would want to come to a team that's fringy to make even the play-in tournament right now. No, we're down to... How many games left? About 30, Yerk, right? Down about 30 games? Yeah, I just had the standings in front of my eyes. I mean, it, you're it, looking uh, at 49 games most teams have played. 49, okay. 46, 47. They're in that general 30, ballpark. 35 games left. Yes. You know, like, how, how much are the Bulls going to climb up the standings? I mean, they're just a game ahead well, of Washington to even be in the playoff turn, a yeah. play-in tournament. Adam right said they should have tanked a while back. They should have tanked a while back. Because with 22 victories, no chance. You're not getting it done. And remember, they don't have a first round pick if it's not in the top four. Right. You, would you rather be Golden State or Chicago Bulls? Golden State. Why? Because they have Steph Curry and they've got Draymond. Although he, you know, they're 23. Had, would you rather be the Lakers or you rather be the Bulls? Uh Well, that's an interesting question, Yurko. I mean, um, well, I gave you both 10 seeds with the Golden State. I know. I know. Warriors and the Bulls, and you'd rather be Golden State. Yeah, I'd rather go. Who at this point is you, mired in me- mediocrity. You know why I'd rather point. be Golden State? Why? Because Bob Myers runs their show. That's why I'd rather be Golden State. Okay, well, that's a fair answer. That's a legitimate answer for me. There, there you go. Because Steve Kerr's their coach, and Bob Myers runs the and show. The they still have staff. You've got to think of what the Lakers, I mean. Uh, the Lakers are in uh, hell, if you ask me. Yeah. Now, I can't say Bob Myers runs their organization. They're a disaster, if you ask yeah. me. Uh, who is Plink is still running things? I think so. <laughs> yep. I mean, is, isn't uh, the guy running everything is LeBron? And LeBron is awesome. Isn't LeBron yes, running is. everything? You're right. He is. And LeBron is still awesome. God. Can we at least acknowledge that LeBron can? At what what is he? Thirty eight with all the miles. Like the level that at which LeBron can still play. You got to at least give the guy credit for that. He's still awesome on most nights. I mean, he really is. But. They're a disaster. You're right. LeBron's running things behind the scenes. He tries to pretend like he's not. He's been doing it for years. They, the teams have gotten themselves in trouble because they placated and pandered towards him. And then he, like, throws up his hands and he's like, oh, it's not my fault. Yes, it is. You're dictating who is signed, who is traded, who is being acquired. Of course it is. And I like LeBron. I am not a LeBron hater, but give me a break. You know, then he's going to complain about it. Please.
You, this is a lot of it is, is, is you're doing. His fingerprints. Are- yes. He's picking these teams. Make no mistake about it. And so, sorry, uh, you know, I don't bag on him for, I think it's ridiculous. You know, Merkin used to always do that. Oh, he's four and six in the post. That, that, I think it's ridiculous to bag on a guy. That's been to the NBA Finals ten, ten times. times. To criticize a guy that's been to an NBA Finals ten times, I think, is ridiculous. So I'm not a LeBron hater at all, but I also don't want to hear it. Like, I don't want to, you know, every year he's got throws his hands up. Well, look what I've got to work with. Yeah, you picked him. These are the guys that you selected. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Matt's in Portage. What's up, Matt? How's it going, guys? How are you? Good, man. Good. Hey, real quick, I got a quick rant on how the Bears go from first to or worst to first. Dude, now go. they led the league they led the league in one score losses, like seven of them. Now, if you flip flop that, they're a middle of the road team or a ten win team like the Vikings who had, you know, the most wins with one score but yeah. they also gave up four points, then they scored. So they were actually a lucky team, and the ball bounced yeah, their way. Absolutely. So now the Bears have all this money. You get the best defensive lineman, done, free agency. Best offensive lineman, free agency, done. Now, do you love Montgomery, or would you rather have Saquon Barkley? I'm Barkley all day. Now you got Barkley and Herbert as your backfield. You sign them as a free agent. Now you go after whoever you want to for a wide receiver, free agency. Good. Now let's go to the draft. Trade your pick to the Colts. Pittman, first round, maybe a second round next year or something. So now you've got offensive weapons, a good lineman. You draft somebody at the Colts spot in four. Got more draft capital down the road. This is this is a quick turnaround to where you can actually be a 10- to 12-win team in one year <laughs> by doing the 10-12 wins. Look, the Vikings did it. The Bears aren't winning 12 games next year, Matt, are they? Come I said 10. I'm 10, 10. We can go 10. I take yeah, 10, 10 and then you went to the difficult. playoffs. 10 I don't think that's difficult. All right, 10, 10, 10 and 7 is 10, not that 10 and 7. All right, May. I don't know. It's awfully optimistic, Matt. And now why would you want to waste money on a running back? The Bears are fine at running back. Yeah, I, this whole Saquon Barkley thing is, is yeah, come on. fascinates hey, me sometimes. Guys, we, 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 we've spelled this out for you over and over uh, again. We can't keep doing it, guys. We can't. You don't spend money on running backs. Running back is the only position in the NFL, the only one that includes punter and kicker that has seen its average value of salaries go down. Yurko even was giving you the franchise numbers. Do you realize the difference between the franchise number for a kicker and a running back is like $3 million. It's it's about 4 point something million. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry, $4 million? Yeah. Four, come on, guys. Kickers are 5-3 and, and uh, running backs are $9 million and change. Come on. Yeah. Stop with the sign a running back thing. It is a ridiculous waste of money. A dime a dozen. It is a poor allocation of funds. Right. Ask the Dallas Cowboys. You know, ask, how many different running backs have we seen in Kansas City? How many different running backs have we seen in Kansas City? They just, Over the course of time, they just turn them out. When it's time to pay them, they get rid of them. So, I, I, you know, Isn't it just spend on your offensive line and you'll have a good running back? Yeah, of course. Spend on your offensive yes. line, you'll and, have and, a good and, running and back. And if you've got a good play caller, your running game will be fine. So here we go. Orlando Brown, free agent. Free agent. We don't know. We'll see the franchise take. Mike McGlinchey. 
Uh, that's a pass for me. And All I know right. Waddle's a hard pass on McGlinchey, too. There you go. Jason Kelsey. Uh, probably a pass at this point, considering his age. Denver, Dalton Risner, Risner. I can't give you a fair estimate. I, I, I just, I. I don't think it'd be. I, I don't know ben enough. Powers, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, again, I kind Caleb, of am familiar, but Caleb Mingari, Atlanta Falcons. They declined the fifth-year option on on Caleb McGarry. Oh, okay. So he's a young player that's available. Okay. Juwan Taylor, the aforementioned yeah. Juwan Taylor. He's a good player. So you'd like him. Yes, he's a good player. Juwan Taylor. And he's young. I mean, right? He's Yes. 25-year-old showcased outstanding pass-blocking skills this past year. 5.2 pressure rate allowed. Yeah, His major upside is a six foot five beast of a lineman. Yeah, he's a good player. I don't know that Jacksonville lets him get away, though. Isaac Selmalo. Uh I'd probably be a yes on that. Right? Calvin Beecham, Arizona Cardinals. Mm, no, pass. A uh, guy that's a little long in the tooth, but a local product. Ethan Pochich, Cleveland Browns, LSU player, I believe. I don't know that I could give you a totally fair assessment. And I think he's up there in his 30s now, too. 30-31 for Ethan Pochich. Um, All right, we'll grab a few more. Uh, We got got like bulls and bears. So either one. That's what we should be looking at. Yeah. Not Saquon Barkley. No, no, stop it. Come on now. We got uh, bulls and bears calls. We'll squeeze in a few more before crosstalk. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Grab a few more calls before Crosstalk with Waddle and Sylvie. Valencourt's in the South Loop. What's up, Valencourt? Hey, how you guys doing, man? Good, man. How are you? Man, I'm great, man. God is good, brother. Good. Hey, uh, I'm on Dallas side today, man. The Bulls need to open up shop, trade all three of those guys, man. Caruso, Levine, and the guy with the braids. Who, DeMar? Trade them all, brother. What about Vooch? Vooch? I mean, mean, what do you do with Vooch? You try to get something considering what you gave up for him? Get rid of him, too. You know what? I might put him at the beginning. Yeah, you might. (laughs) Probably. Hey, man, open up shop. Let's let's get get rid of him. Start over. We got only a couple of Balancourt thanks, man. There's only... What do we got here? Uh... Today's the 25th, right? So what is that? 10, 15? We got like 15 days? Six days. You got six days this month. Yeah, because the deadline's the ninth, which is already fifteen days. It's two weeks from tomorrow. Yeah, two weeks from tomorrow. Days. Yes, it's oh, my wow. favorite time of the year to be on NBA trade deadline. Oh, I love it! Boy, it's the, the year week of the Super Bowl. It's the one year me and Jesse were in here breaking down NBA trades. We looked at each other when one guy got traded. Like, what the H is going on here? I don't even know how. I mean, I'm I'm sure we'll spend time in it that day, especially if the Bulls are active, but. That's going into Super Bowl Sunday, just a few days before the Super Bowl. Right. It's good. It's nice to look at the calendar and see that we only have six more days in January, you know? I got to admit, I like that. We're moving along, my friend. Uh, then you got the shortest month coming up. Yes. It feels like it takes forever, though, because the weather you're, usually you're, sucks. But you're in a, a, an odd year, so you know you got no 29th. Uh, no, next year is uh, uh, by, But you get what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, so it's I, 28. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 28 days, baby. Yeah, Scar. It feels like it takes forever because it's usually miserable, but you're right about that. you got the shortest month coming up. Uh, James is in Oswego. Hey, James. Gentlemen, 
How you doing? Good. How are you? Great minds think alike. I was calling to talk to you about, you know, all these Bears fans saying they want Saquon Barkley, which sounds good when you say it, but he wants too much money. He just turned down $12 million from the Giants. So uh, I think, like you guys said, we could find something somewhere else. He said he doesn't want to reset the market, but it doesn't matter. James, thanks. I, you know, I know Meller's thrown out the idea because you have so much money, why not add Josh Jacobs on a short deal. I, I just don't want to do it. I don't want to invest in running backs because you don't have to. And by and large, the really successful teams don't. They just are not that heavily invested in that position. Them. You know who else does it? Belichick. Sure he does. Does Belichick just cycle through his guys? He does. And he's been good at it. And he'll um, pick up a free agent for a cheap... I know they went out and they acquired McCaffrey, but Shanahan's done it. His yeah. old man did it. Uh, I mean, the Packers used to do it. Yep. Or tell me I'm wrong. Holmgren used to do it, didn't he? Or like, I felt like yes. I mean, they yeah. they Egg, found guys. Vince Workman, uh, that's who they started with. Edgar Bennett came in there. Dorsey. They went to Dorsey Levins. After Dorsey, they went to Grant. I'm, I'm on Green. I'm on Green. And, Ryan and, Grant. Uh, Ryan Grant, yeah. right. Yeah, thank you. Ryan Grant. I mean, like... Ryan Grant was a late-round pick, too, wasn't he, I feel like? Could have been, yes. And they just kept, I, 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 I don't want to do it. Well, now they've made the mistake. They've got two running backs up there. Aaron Jones, they paid a ton of money, too. And who's yeah, the second guy and, they and, got? And, uh, Dobbins? AJ, AJ Dillon. Dillon, Dillon. Yeah. Dobbins is in Baltimore. Yeah, uh, yeah. J.K. Dobbins is in Baltimore. Yeah. Ryan Grant was undrafted out of Notre Dame, York. Remember? And he gave them some years, man, didn't he? Oh, I believe yes, so. Yes, he did. He gave them a couple of really good years. It wasn't a huge long run, but he gave them two super productive years. Ooh. Ryan Grant. Yeah. Up and, and he was undrafted. Undrafted kid out of Notre Dame. Gave him a couple of super productive years. And guess what? When he's out, the next guy comes in. Right. It's just, that's the way it should be. So That's I, when Jimmy Campen was their all-line coach. Yeah, too, that, that was your buddy. We saw yep. him at a couple of Super Bowl. Well, one Super Bowl we saw Jimmy Campen. When uh, it was uh, Steelers uh, and Packers in the Super Bowl in Dallas, we talked to Jimmy. Yep. I remember that. Remember who else we talked to? We talked to a lot of people that week, this man. When you go no to the Super Bowl, you talk to everybody. I think Kevin Green passed, remember? Kevin Green did pass, and we did talk to Kevin Green. We did Green. talk to you Kevin You are 100% correct. I talk correct. about Salty. I thought he was going to bite my head off. Yes. I remember being a little afraid of him. Slow down here, champ. Yeah. Okay. I think we asked him about He wasn't in the hall yet either, right? Yeah. And didn't we ask him about it? Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah. I was like, boy, I would not want to mess with Kevin Green. You're 100% right, Yurko. He's like third all-time on the sack list. He was at the time. He was at the time. I believe third or fourth. Yes. And he wasn't in the Hall of Fame. He finally made it. Yeah. 160 sacks, for crying out loud, for yeah. Kevin Green. And he had to wait probably longer than he should have. They, want to put, they put Richard Seymour in, didn't they? Yeah, they did. What, what do you have, 70? 60? 65? If. if. And... Kevin Green died during uh, COVID year. He died December 21st, yeah. 2020. That's what I thought. Waddle and Sylvia are coming down next. They will be here for Crosstalk. Adam and Wheaton and Yurko have the final word brought to you by Bath Planet. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth. Today's final word. You had to have the last word. On Carmen and Yurko. Adams and Wheaton on ESPN 1000 with Carmen and York. Hey, Adam. Hey, guys. I uh, love your show. Thank you. Thank you. ESPN. Thank you. By far. Thank you. So, 